Welcome to the Contractor Commute, a podcast by Congenius designed to fit right into your daily drive. Whether you're a small business owner, an employee, or off contracting on your own, we've got advice, stories, and leadership tips to help you out along the way. All right, welcome to the Contractor Commute, and we got a, we got a spicy one today, folks. Uh, it's going to cause a lot of intrigue, a lot of debates, a lot of arguments, but today we are talking about why it's fair to mark up your materials. Yes. And we took an, we, we, we were considering what to call this, you know, title this podcast and we settled on, you should just do it. Yes. <laughs> um, and part of the podcast there's right now already half our listeners are like, well, yeah, of course. Right. And half my listeners are like, you know, well, no, it's, we're not doing that. Um, and so I think it's uh, it's interesting that it even is a, a controversial thing. But we we land as we talk through we land very firmly on the side of the camp that you should be marking up your materials. Um, and for those of you who do and are like, yeah, it's obvious. Uh, we talk to a lot of contractors in our business um, and what we do. And there's a lot of people um, that are in this business to say, I don't want to charge for something the customer could get on their own. And so they're the mentality for people who are not charging it uh, for materials or marking it materials. I'm sorry, is often uh, I want to do what's fair. Uh, it, that, you know, toilet only cost me so many dollars. I'm not going to charge them for more than I got it for. That's the fair thing to do. Um, and it's almost like this. I want to charge a fair price. And part of fair in their mind is no markup on materials. And today we're going to sort of debunk that and explain why that's probably not the best approach and why it is fair. It's not bad business and you're not ripping your customer off to be marking up for these things. So true. Uh, a lot of our guys are talking, even it's a point of pride. And it's a differentiation between them and the competitor. We're not like those other schmoes that, that mark up materials. Like, we're fair here. It's mm-hmm. a point of pride. Um, well, I guess the the bottom line really comes down to the the fact that there are to these indirect costs that marking up materials goes to cover. Yes. It's not as though we're just marking them up because we just, uh, you know – think we, we can. Right. And it's, and we're not trying to hide this from the consumer either. Yeah. Well, it's not as though uh, we're saying too much for it costs $5 when it costs three. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the point. You're not hiding it. You're not sneaking in sneaky costs. You know, you're being up front that, Hey, I have a material markup. That's part of my business model. And you made that comment. It's a, it's a, it's an indirect cost to your business. Most of the people who aren't doing it, uh, we'll just talk about time and materials. And maybe that's how they bid their jobs. Maybe yep. That's how they put proposals out. It's just time and materials. That's how I do things. You know, here's my time. I charge this hourly rate and my materials. Here's what it costs me, you know, and that in their mind equates to fair. Now, but if you look at the cost of your business, your time costs something. Of course, materials cost something. Those are direct costs to get the job done. But there's a three-legged stool that actually is the cost of your business and two are direct. And then there's this whole bucket of indirect costs that you have to have covered in order for your business to stand. Um, and we talk about the indirect costs. Let's um, let's talk about what some of those things are. Uh, if we get real practical, what are what are things that are indirect costs for a construction business? This is your insurance. This is the, the trucks, the tools, um, even even making mistakes. I think that's one of the things that we're not perfect as contractors, as business owners. Uh, our people are going to make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes. And uh, that's, a, that's an inevitability as part of running a business. And if you don't factor in the fact things are going to take longer, some things aren't going to go perfectly, whether it's, whether it's a mistake in the sense of we're at fault or it's just something we just sort through something, you know, it's particularly remodeling. A yeah. lot of times things don't go the way we planned them to go. They took longer. We had to do it twice just because either requirements changed or we ran across something different than what we expected or, you know, not everyone's going to work at optimal efficiency 100% of the time. Right. And 
sometimes we make that assumption of saying, well, in order for this to work, everything has to go perfectly. There is no margin when you don't have markup to cover these indirect costs. And so we could potentially put the the mistakes in kind of a direct cost because it's it's a labor burden part of it. But nonetheless, uh, the cost of doing business is all of the indirect cost, the overhead aspect of running business. Yeah. Even the cost of like tools. I mean, ever see like the contractor truck like driving around, mm-hmm. you know, like what's in the back of that truck? Yeah. You know, what's in that trailer they're pulling? Normally it's thousands and thousands of dollars of tools yep. that you paid for um, that will wear out, yep. that have replaceable parts, right? And if you just look at, well, time and materials, those two things do not cover those costs. They don't cover the cost of the tools that you bought or the gas you put in your tank or the insurance you have to pay. Um, and I think the other thing they don't cover is the cost of the years of experience that it took you to accumulate the knowledge to know how to do a job faster than that customer could ever dream of doing it. Yeah. And let's just take a second, even on the time materials model, though, there are some times when someone's using that model in a way that actually works. Yeah. And that would be when there's enough margin in there where they know, okay, I want to take home $40 an hour and the tools do cost something and the overhead costs something. And now it ends up being $80 an hour to cover everything else as a part of running a business. So they are actually building that into this time and materials model. But we're specifically addressing the materials aspect of it. Yep. Because you're providing a service as well as a part of materials. Correct. Uh, you go acquire materials. You have the expertise in knowing what to acquire, how many you need to, uh, of whatever item you need to get, how do you, how do you measure it even. And so when you're just saying, hey, I'm going to go do all that for free, essentially, is when there's no markup. Correct. Or... You're saying, well, everything else is going to go ahead and cover that. I'm going to charge $80 an hour because part of my hourly wage is going to cover the cost of acquiring the the materials. Yeah. So it's just putting things in the right bucket. So I think some people end up making this work and not marking up materials. But nonetheless, what happens is the customer thinks, well, uh, they don't put a value – they don't see the value mm-hmm. in you getting the materials for them. Right. Like, what, what am I paying for? Why don't I just go buy it myself? Exactly. And to the contractor who says, well, I'm not going to you know, charge them extra for what they could just go get themselves. Okay, let's follow that thought process where that leads. Okay, so yeah, do that. Have the customer go get their own materials. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds it sounds nice, right? I mean, yeah. Because it's one less headache we, we'd have to deal with. But very few people will actually do that <laughs> for multiple reasons. It's going to well, go wrong. <laughs> so true. I mean, I've done this before in, in experimented with this when you had some cheap customer. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I had somebody that was on a budget. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'll take care of that aspect of it. Just, to, you know, tell me what to get. Well, that's problem one. Yes. <laughs> they're they're asking me for my expertise and telling them what to get. And then they come back with something else mm-hmm. or the wrong quantity because they think, well, do we really need 210 square feet when the room is 200 square feet? It's like, no, the, you know, you need that extra 10 square feet. It's essential to get the job done. Right. Uh, room's not perfectly, uh, you know, th- it doesn't line up perfectly per box exactly how it needs to be. I mean, shortages, wrong materials, incompatible materials. Uh, all of these things come up even very frequently. Having the truck or trailer to even move the well, materials, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, all <laughs> hey, can of we those borrow things, your truck to go get the, the, all of the those free materials? Yeah, there's very few people who are like, yeah, I'm going to let my customer get the materials. And it's like, and the reason that you won't is why you mark up for materials. Yep. Is because you, like, as, you know, homeowner Drew, like, we've all been there where you go to Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever to go pick something up mm. and you got the wrong thing. 
And I ended up making three or four trips back to Home Depot or Lowe's to get a project done where a skilled person who was good at the trade Mm -hmm. would have known what to get the first time and probably would have got it before they even showed up. That time and that expertise is something that costs you something to acquire. Like you acquired it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, And then the other thing I'm thinking about as you're saying that, Drew, is the – the element of which vendors to get what from. Right. You know, I mean, if you've been in, in a specific, if you're a plumber, you you have suppliers that give you discounted rates because you buy all of your product from them. Right. And they're likely higher quality materials because mm-hmm. they're specific to their trade. Same thing with heating and air conditioning contractors, probably has access to better deals than you do as a consumer. So, you know, I, I mean, the consumer would. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm talking to the wrong audience here for a second. <laughs> But I mean, there's that, that aspect of it. The consumer needs to value as well of saying, we, we know how to get them delivered on time. Uh, they're not holding up progress. And as a contractor, the thing that'll cost you a lot of money is not being able to work. If you have downtime and you can't get stuff done because the consumer didn't get the right thing on the job site for you, that's a huge cost. How do you mm-hmm. cover that? Yeah. I mean, the 20% markup on materials is nothing right? compared to what that costs you when you show up to work and stuff's not there. Right. Or the wrong stuff's there. Yeah. You'll end up charging more time, you know? Yeah. I think it's, um, you know, we talked about like this idea of uh, even just, um, you know, how do you manage your time and, you know, manage your, even your mindset about about your business, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, if you're stopping at time uh, in materials and just trying to run on a very basic model, um, you'll, you'll get paid, right? And yeah. you'll be able to stay busy um, and you'll be able to uh, collect some checks. Um, but I think when you're trying to build a long-term business, that's the other area why market for materials makes sense yeah. is understanding, hey, you've got to invest back into your business for the long-term strategy of what you're, what you're trying to do. Yeah. Looking for an easier way to create estimates for your construction projects? Check out Congenius. Our intuitive and guided platform streamlines the process so you can create highly accurate and detailed estimates in no time. Visit Congenius.com to learn more and get started today. Congenius. Build like no one else. And I guess one context I'm considering is if you're a subcontractor and you work with a builder, this might be a relationship where marking up materials is not quite as apropos, right? I mean, it's not quite the thing because you're, you're dealing with a professional, hopefully, yeah. as your builder, <laughs> that's going to have the right materials in place for you. So there's probably not as much of a risk to you as a, mm-hmm. as a contractor working for a builder that says, I'll have everything there for you on site and you can trust that. Yeah. And you're saying, okay, in that relationship, I get in, get out. He's got stuff on site, whatever. Yeah. But if he's, if, if, as soon as that starts deteriorating where he's not on the ball, he doesn't get what he needs there. He keeps making mistakes. I mean, I remember uh, when I was early in business and had a drywall contractor and every once in a while uh, we would pull in material for him and we made a couple mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, and he'd show up and we'd be like, oh, you know, the, the, what I need is not here. Um, and you know, I, it'd be easy to just say, oh, yeah, oops, but that's, that's, he's suffering from that as, you know, as a builder, we got to get that stuff sorted out because that's costing us because it's costing him. Right. Yeah. I think, um, one thing that comes to mind too is, you know, when we were, um, interviewing, uh, Mark Olson over the, the successful contractor, great, great channel on YouTube. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, he kind of breaks down this concept of, and we've heard it other places, but he has such a succinct way of saying it. He's like, there's a difference between building a business or owning a job. 
He's like, if you're going to build a business and you're optimizing systems, you're investing in better tools, you're finding a better, you know, post digger, you know, like thing, the, the things that you need to be more efficient and effective at your job, the, all those costs add up, but you're investing into the long term of what's going to help me do business better three or four years from now. Yep. You know, if you're not, um, if you're not doing those things and you're just owning a job and you'll stay busy, but mm-hmm. your whole business really is just keeping yourself busy with an hourly yeah. rate that you're putting in there. Um, and the second you stop working, you stop getting paid. Yeah. And there, and five years from now, there's no hope of you ever not being the guy on the job, right? Yeah. Um, the ideal of build, building a business is that, you know, five, 10, 15 years from now, it's making money for you and you don't have to physically be out there doing the work hour by hour to make it happen. It's an investment as opposed to something you are just uh, having to keep up with constantly. It's, yeah. it's going to work. The job. I mean, that's a great it's a great way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. If you're just owning a job, that means you just go to work nine to five. You get paid certain dollars per hour. Yep. You'll never get out of that. Right. In that model. Yeah. As opposed to if you're running your own business, you're investing in that business with the hopes down the road. That business is now has a certain level. I mean, why are we in business mm-hmm. for ourselves if if you can't actually have any benefit from that. Right. You can have a whole lot less stress, a lot less worry, just working for somebody else if that's the, the effect of it, right? Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So I think, you know, the mentality that says, hey, I'm not going to mark out for those things, it's fair. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, yeah. you just got to understand, like, you're you're also choosing the path of saying, I'm never going to get off of the mm-hmm. hamster wheel of yep. being the one doing the work every day. Yeah. And, w- and when what's fair is, the, I mean, kind of ties in with this, right? I mean, so many times you say, well, okay, like, you got me. All right. We'll mark up materials. What is it? 5%, 10%, 15, 20, mm-hmm. 25, 30. I mean, what, what can you mark up? And I think part of that is understanding what the costs of your business really are. What, what does the overhead look like? And that's, that's a tough one to quantify sometimes. That's uh, we've got some content on the blog and, uh, you know, a couple of pieces on the website to try to give some background on calculating that out. Um, but nonetheless, I think it is a, it's something that if we don't, I mean, really it's relation, the, the markup is relational to the overhead or the cost of doing business. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if you figured out what that cost is and it's, it ends up being, okay, I've got 20% to cover that cost. Well, that's fair mm-hmm. because that's what the cost is. Yeah. And when you do it, when you make that, uh, and and sometimes it's there's more there's more cost involved with labor. So there's higher labor markups than there is material markups. So if it's a fifteen percent markup on your materials and it's a fifty percent markup on labor, that's fair because there's more involved with you staffing and hiring people mm-hmm. and training people and doing all the things related to people paying taxes and filing filing all of the the legal paperwork related to maintaining a team. Uh, that costs money, more yeah. money than acquiring materials. So, yeah. I mean, that, you know, keeping it fair to the consumer in that sense, standpoint, I think yeah. it makes sense. But Yeah. And I think it is like, I think it's where you, the mentality shift of it is fair to charge a markup on yep. your materials. Yep. Um, and if you really take a step back and look at business, it is fair. Yeah. You know, and you're not, so you'll say, well, I don't want to rip my customer off. All these people just raising high prices is ripping customers off. And it's like, um, it's a rip off if you're not good at what you do. It's a ripoff if you're not doing quality work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a ripoff if you're trying to tack those prices on after you've got a signed contract. Like those things would be ripping a customer off. But I think putting a proposal out there that's fair to your business, yep. that's aligned with your long-term goals of where you're trying to get as a business, yep. saying, hey, I got I to gotta increase my markups in order to achieve this goal yep. of growth or hiring people on or getting administrative staff or, you know, getting, getting new tools or upgrading the tools I have to be efficient two years from now. 
you know, those things, if that's the goal of the business, then marking all the marketing materials up to get there is is totally fair. You know, yeah. and you're not retiring off of anybody. No, all of these things are very measured and it's staged as well. When you talk about inv- reinvesting in the business, you realize that this percentage is not about doing it all in one project. It's over the course of time you're reinvesting the business because you have the margin to do that with. Yes. So it's it's it. There's a pendulum swing potentially from something like not charging anything to charging forty yeah. percent. Yeah. Might not be the strategy, yep. right? I mean, the yep. customer's going to react to that. Your mm-hmm. existing customer is going to say, whoa, what happened? It yeah. used to be free. Now it's yeah. 40%. And I think it's it's adjusting with your level of skill as you go too, right? So I mean, I think- And your you, overhead too. Right. Yeah. Your overhead goes up. Cost of doing business goes up. You yeah. want to pay for marketing. Yeah. Okay, well, now that's got to come somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, those sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the transition even from one employee to two. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, that happened for me. Yeah. It was me. And then I hired somebody and things got complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly it wasn't as efficient to get things done. Mm-hmm. However, there was more, uh, there were other benefits from that. Um, now I had more ability to do other things besides having to do everything myself, but it wasn't as efficient. I wasn't like one guy who would just create the quote on some free time that never got billed uh, and all of these things that didn't really, um, ever, the customer never paid for. Yeah. <laughs> and so- but as soon as I hired somebody else to do something, now I had to set up the project for him as opposed to him doing it and then tell him how something's supposed to be done. And that all takes time. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, if you're shifting from a one-man show to two, three, four guys, suddenly that overhead can adjust without even knowing it. And that happened to me Yeah, where I started realizing, oh, wow, it actually costs a lot more mm-hmm. to have a business with employees. And that's fair. Yep. That's a fair thing to have happen. It's not yep. as though I have people mooching off me. It's not that these guys need to get more efficient. It's just the fact that when I was by myself, a lot of stuff just never got billed to the customer. Yeah. Yeah. I just did it. Yeah. It took longer. It wasn't ever any hourly wage involved necessarily. Right. It was just, oh, it just took longer. Yeah. But if it takes longer with the second employee, you still have to pay that second yeah. employee his hourly rate yep. to do longer than what it would have taken you yourself. Yeah. And that's where those are those costs, the indirect costs that start showing up, yeah. you know, in your business as you go, uh, which, you know, you're over, is overhead, yeah. you know. And this is one – I like what you said earlier, Drew, about the equation, the aspect of like, – this is, This all has got to balance out. Yeah. There needs to be – at the end of the day, the material markup is to cover the costs of you doing business. Mm-hmm. The labor markup is to cover the costs of doing business. And then there's this uh, separate line item that's for profit. Yes. So we're not trying to bury all of these costs. It's a very it – this can be totally transparent even to a point. Even to your customer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you were putting a time materials bid out there and you said it was $80 an hour plus 20% markup on materials and somebody said, whoa, that's high – it's like, well, you're not selling that, that, you know, we're not the cheapest guy in town. We're, it's a value proposition. You right. Know? And we've, I mean, I've hired a lot of people and I've, I've found that sometimes hi- hiring somebody that was $150 an hour was a way better deal than hiring somebody at $20 an hour. Totally. Because yeah. he was so much more um, skilled, mm-hmm. more efficient, got stuff done the first time, uh, bright the first time. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah, but those are the things you learn as you start to grow, as you yeah. add employees to where you're doing. And I think that's the thing is we've talked to guys who are early in what they're doing. And we we have several customers and people we work with that are um, very experienced. And they've got teams of 15 people. And they are now working less because they're a business owner. And they're managing the, the, the functionality of this business. And they've got skilled people in the right positions. And they're making money in the background off of the business, which is why you're doing this, you yeah. know. So you get different currencies in time in, in yeah. your life. There's money, but you also have time and energy mm. 
in business ownership, you're trying to not just make money, but also give yourself time and mm-hmm. hopefully eventually save yourself energy. Mm-hmm. Probably takes a lot of time, money, energy to get that wheel turned yeah. in. Um, but I think to get that train out of the station, thinking through yeah. these things is extremely helpful. And that's fair. For you, yeah, to, fair. To, for you to be reaping the benefit of that down the road, yep. that is totally fair and you need to be comfortable with that Yep. because you put in the hard, long, you took the risk, number mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Sometimes it's life-saving, sometimes it's long, hard days, and you got to the point where now that's returning on your investment. Right. Yeah, you did that. Yeah. And who didn't? Right. Everyone who works for you. Yep. And, and, and that's customer. totally fine. Yeah, <laughs> and that's well, fine. Yeah, right. It's fair. <laughs> right, exactly. So, I think yeah. that's the thing. The yeah, risk yeah. is not for everyone. It's not. Yeah, and this is why... Four out of five businesses go under in that first five years. As contractors, four out of five, 80% of the guys go belly up. Yep. I mean, so this is something that's critical. Yeah. Like if you're listening right now and you're in your first five years of business, yeah, there's an 80% chance you're not making it. Yeah. That's sobering. Yeah. And this is one of the key reasons why. If, you, if you're so tight, if it's paycheck to pay or job, you know, check to check essentially on a mm-hmm. job and you have no margin whatsoever, that's not good. Right. I think that's the thing is like, you know, we go like the it's not fair thing, like, you know, fairness and the, the leveling of the scales of fairness is based on the facts of the situation. Mm-hmm. If you're not thinking through all the facts of the situation, mm-hmm. like the ones you just rattled off, like, hey, you took risk. That's a fact. Yep. Like, you you know, you're doing all of these things. Like when you weigh out the reality of the facts of the situation, what's fair starts to change a little bit. You have to understand, OK, wait a minute, you know, like. This is fair. But if I'm not taking into all the facts of the situation, you're right. Markup might look unfair to me, but that is, it's short-sighted. You're not taking yeah. all the facts. And by doing that, you're likely going to end up in that 80% failure rate. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, might sound a little harsh, but people lie, numbers don't. And those yeah. are the numbers. Yeah. You know. And another way to look at this is it's actually unfair to you. Yeah. To be giving something to your customer. Right. It costs you something. Right. So you provide a service. I, we provide materials as a part of the project and you don't have any additional fee on top of that. Mm-hmm. They cost you expertise, cost you time, cost you resources to provide that. And you didn't mark it up. Yeah. So it's unfair to you not to mark up. Correct. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, we're done. What else do we need to say? All right, let's, let's, yeah. uh, let's uh, get into one more thing here yeah. uh, before we wrap. And yeah. how much is fair to mark up? So that's great. We understand right. the concept of why we mark up, why we're doing it, you know, level the playing field, understand what we're looking at here, and then understand your real costs. You know, you have direct costs of time, materials, but the indirect costs are the third leg of that stool that has to be in place for your business yep. to stand. All right, so we got that established. Now, how much is fair to mark up? Yeah. So it's somewhat related to the, the material mark. I mean, this, the labor markup is related to the material markup. And so making sure you have the right, you're not taking from one bucket to fill the other, right? So it's, it's very easy to do. We'll go ahead and mark up material, uh, nothing, and we'll mark up labor a hundred percent to try to offset the difference between what we should be marking up. So trying to understand what the labor burden is in your company. Usually this is around 40% markup on labor is what you need to have. Yeah. So basically this is just to cover your cost. And we're not talking about making money. We're just right. saying this is what it costs to have an employee or have somebody on your team. You're marking up 40%. This covers your office staff. It covers the cost, the, the indirect cost of having an employee, the vacation time, all of those things. It's about right. 40% typically. Yep. Can be higher, can be lower. Yep. But uh, and then the material side of it, you don't have all of these taxes and fees and all the rest of it. Yeah, because that's part of the material cost. If there's a sales tax, you pass that along as a part of a fixed. That's what it costs. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's typically you know between ten and thirty percent markup on materials, somewhat dependent on where you're at as a business. Yeah, a low overhead business. You're in. You're learn. You're getting your legs underneath you. Um, we've all been at that stage, seedling business, mm-hmm. figuring things out. 
you're not providing as much value as you are down the road. You're not as efficient in acquiring materials. You don't have enough skills yet. So there's no reason we should be marking that up 30% because the value proposition is not there. Yeah. But you do need to market up something. Yes. So start at 10%. Yeah. You know, yeah. cover, you know, and see what happens from that. Make sure you're keeping track of your numbers. How, how well are we doing? And make sure every single thing is included in that equation. Right. Every single thing related to your business you have in that report. Yeah. You know, I've, I've talked to so many guys and friends of mine and say, are you making money? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Because you don't see it. And I've been that guy too. Yeah. Where I'm thinking I'm making money because it's just, look at the numbers on the job. Then right. you look at what it actually costs. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, wait. Yeah. I'm way off. Right. Yeah. I think that's kind of what we're trying to do at Congenius is, right? Uh, give give contractors simple tools to be able to track these yeah. things, you yeah. know, starting with sales and estimating and, you know, what are you charged to do work to begin with? Yeah. That's that's step one of running a healthy business, making sure that your front door of your business is sound. Uh, who, who, what jobs am I taking on? What am I charging for those? Yeah. And how am I looking at that? And so I think uh, that's, you know, part of what we're doing, you know, yeah, we're building software, but it's also with a heart of how do we help people be successful yeah. in the space to change that number from an 80% failure rate yeah. to let's flip it and make it an 80% yeah. success rate. And it you know? stems from our own experience in this space as well, yeah. where it's these pain points, I've felt them. I yeah. mean, it's not as though I'm condescending here. I mean, I've been in the same seat where I'm thinking, why is this not working? Yeah. And and suddenly you start realizing, you get this confidence suddenly of saying, oh, I can hold my head up high and charge that markup because that is fair. That yeah. is right. That's equitable. Right. Like I'm not ripping anybody off here. This is this is the right thing to do. Yeah. And when you have that confidence going to a job, it changes the whole dynamic. Totally. Even yeah. how you sell it. It's not, a, it's not as though I'm sorry. You know, it's no, there's no, there's no apology. That right. is, you, this is just to cover my costs. Right. You know, I'm going to do a great job for you. That's what it costs. Yeah. And if they say no, sure. You could stay home and make no money. Correct. <laughs> yeah. You can go there and lose money. Right. Which is better. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, that changes the mentality. Yeah. Sometimes we also wear, hey, I'm busy. I'm booked out for six months at a time as a badge of honor. Or, hey, I get, you know, 95% of jobs I bid, I get. Hmm. That's probably another episode from another time. <laughs> we will we'll uh, say that next on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> things that make you feel proud in the moment, but it should make yeah, you question right. am I, how am I pricing things. We're sometimes we were just looking at a bid <laughs> right before we started recording this for a, a service to be done for our business. Yeah. And looked at two bids and one was a hundred percent higher as double the price. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, there's a reason why. And if, you know, we're probably gonna go with the cheaper <laughs> option <laughs> for the same thing, you know, yeah. but it's like that person's going to wear a badge of honor saying, yep, I'm getting 95% of the jobs I bid, yep. you know, but they could be doing less work for more money if they change their pricing strategy. That's yeah. a whole nother. And it's it's kind of one of those things, too, where we're not gaming it either, no. you know, as, as business owners. It's just understanding. I mean, you might be way cheaper than the other guy and you might be covering all your costs and making great money. Good for you. Yes. You know what I mean? Like if you know where your numbers are at, but that's what you got to have. You got yes. to have you confidence. Know. You got to know that. Yeah. And if you have yeah. that and you're confident, good. Don't change anything. Right. But if, if this episode made you think, I really don't know what my indirect costs are. Yeah. I'm not marking up any materials. I've really simplified this down. And I'm just the guy who's hoping my tax bill isn't higher than I hope it is. And I yep. really don't know how much money I'm making. That's where you got to start saying, hey, I got to reevaluate the facts and then redefine fair about how I'm pricing my game. And do I want to be in the same position I am in five years? Yeah. Because five years will be here before we know it. Mm-hmm. And did we make the change that we needed in order to get that point? Yeah. And do you to have that a point being the 20% who made it. Yeah. Look around. Yeah. I mean, four out of five aren't going to make it, Yeah, you know, and you got to, you got to play the game a little bit differently. If you go with the majority, you're going to do the majority yeah. do, which is fail. Yeah. And I was in that 80% category for a while. I mean, 
I'm teetering on the edge of yeah. my business. Yeah. Not not <laughs> yeah. sure not sure if I was gonna yeah. you know, succeed. And then you know you crack that at some point and saying, oh <laughs> shoot, I yeah. need to be doing this. Yeah. Well, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to do. It's, tough it's to a mindset do. thing, though, Drew. Yep. You Agreed. know, as soon as as soon as that that as soon as it clicks and we say, oh yeah, this is the fair thing to do. We know we have the confidence. We get after it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. All, All right. right. Well, if you vehemently disagree with us. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's get, let's yeah, engage here let's because, go. I mean, it, it, it stems from our experience, but this is not necessarily the only way of achieving the same result, right? I right. mean, it's, but I think the concept is sound. Yes. Um, but there are definitely other approaches. Yeah. And other people have found other great ways to win. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, educate us. Yes. Yeah. Educate <laughs> us. Yeah. If you're watching us on YouTube, especially comment on why you think we're wrong uh, or yeah. why you're right. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, happy to happy to engage in that conversation. So, all right. That's a wrap for this episode of the Contractor Commute. Uh, we will catch you guys next time.